Welcome back to Ryan and Brian's Bible Bistro. Hey. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. And this is the Bible Bistro. A podcast all about the Bible theology and things related to the Christian faith. That's right. Well wow. done. Wow. After 140 some episodes. We're getting close to 140 episodes. Okay. 130-ish. Yeah. I don't know. We're getting there. So, But our tradition, our annual tradition over the last two seasons... <laughs> Has been to do an Advent series. So this yes. is the beginning of our Advent series. Yes, it's exciting times. We just wrapped up Daniel. So yeah. we're kind of, this is going to happen. We're doing these back to back. Yeah, special uh, this week. bonus episode. Yeah, so if you're thinking, I thought I had a Daniel to finish. You do. You do. It's <laughs> <laughs> so one right before this, but we, we're putting out two this week. So we can get started on Advent this yeah. year. So Because yeah. uh, Advent is, it's an important time to kind of yeah. prepare ourselves uh, for Christmas. And so we're... Uh, we're going to jump right into yeah, it. We usually keep these a little shorter. We know people are busy around Christmas time with yep. family and different things, church and all that, all that kind <laughs> yes. of stuff. So. And last year, did we do Advent through the minor prophets? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This year's going to be Isaiah. So let me kind of tell you, our, here's the theme we're using for the Advent series this year. Is uh, It actually comes from the Gospel of John. No surprise there. <laughs> but, um, well, we, we've talked about John doesn't have a... A Christmas story per se, mm -hmm. uh, but he does talk about the coming of Jesus. And one of the things we find in John chapter one, verse five, is that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it or grasped it is the way we could, we could translate that. So the light shining in the darkness is kind of the image I want us to think about because Advent is interesting. It's I was thinking about this. Advent's kind of countercultural because mm -hmm. this is a time after Thanksgiving when everybody starts to decorate. Uh, it's been crazy this year how many Christmas trees I've already seen up, how many Christmas lights and all that kind of stuff. But Advent's really a season of darkness. It's 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 about the darkness that comes before the light. Uh, and if you're in a, a church where you do Advent candles and that kind of thing, you know, every every week there's another candle that's lit. And so the idea is moving from darkness into light, uh, whereas the way we kind of do it in our commercialized mm -hmm. culture is we put all the lights up and everything's bright and shiny. But Advent's really more of a solemn time looking forward to the coming of Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a reminder of that, uh, of being in that time of waiting. And, and so... I think that's why I'm drawn to the prophets in this period of time, because they, they're the ones who, who were in that period. They're the ones who were looking forward to this time. So the the lectionary readings, if you follow the lectionary, I don't necessarily all the time, but for Advent, often I do. The lectionary readings, the first reading this, this year, three of them are from Isaiah. And hmm. so I thought we would do our four Advent from, from Isaiah. All right. Today's Isaiah chapter 64 is where we're going to be. It's where we're going to kind of begin. Um, and I think, like I said, I'm drawn to these prophetic passages, I think, because of um, how it depicts Advent in that in that time of waiting. So let's go ahead and just read uh, all of, uh, well, let's Take turns. How's that? That sounds like a very, right. a very nice thing to do. I'll read verses one through four, and then you read five through nine. How's yep. that? I'm sounds reading good. from the uh, CSB here, Christian Standard And then I'll Bible. read from the NIV, so yeah, it'll work. very ecumenical here. <laughs> Here's how this begins. Isaiah 64, starting in verse one. If only you would tear the heavens open and come down so the mountains would quake at your presence, just as fire kindles brushwood and fire boils water to make your name known to your enemies so that the nations will tremble at your presence. When you did awesome works that we did not expect, you, you who came down and the mountains quaked at your presence, 
from ancient times, no one has heard, no one has listened to, no eye has seen any God except you who acts on behalf of the one who waits for him. All right. Um, you come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against them, you are angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter, we are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray, for we are for we are all your people. So the first week of Advent is always the week where we think about hope, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today. The reason I kind of said that the theme for this is light shines in the darkness is that it occurs to me that Advent reminds us that the hope that we have comes not in a period of hopefulness, but actually in a period of hopelessness. Mm. And that's kind of what this passage in, in Isaiah chapter 64, I think, is depicting, that hope, just like light shines in darkness, and the Advent, you know, again, reminds us of that, I think that hope comes in a time of hopelessness, that the hope that we have in, in Christ came not when everything was going well, uh, but when things seem to be uh, hopeless. Uh, it describes here, this, this passage, I find it interesting is that Isaiah is describing a time in the past when God seemed to be more active for his people. Oh, Lord, if you would only come down and make the mountains tremble like you did in the past. And mm. I think particularly he's thinking about the period of the Exodus. So Isaiah is kind of looking back at the time of the Exodus and is going, that's when God was really active on behalf of his yeah. people. Now, I find that interesting because from time to time, I've heard people say to me, uh, well, if, if God only acted like he did back in the time of the Bible, you know, if we mm. only saw his actions in these very undeniable and these very um, uh, public ways, then it would be easier for us to have faith in it. But I find it interesting that here is Isaiah, a prophet that God is speaking through, that he's given visions to, mm -hmm. kind of looking back and saying, oh, God, only if you would act now like you did back in the Damn. time of the Exodus. Uh, the reason I think that's what he's pointing to, the mountains quaking and all that reminds right. us of, you know, remember when they came to Mount Sinai and, yeah. he, and he went out, and that's how it's described as we have this idea of the mountain shaking and we have the, the fire on the mountain and all of that. Uh, and so Isaiah's kind of saying, oh, if it was only like it was back in the time of the Exodus. But that's what we're talking about. The light shines in darkness, right? The, the hope comes, um, it, it's most important in our most hopeless period of time. That, that's when we really need to hold on to the hope is in, in those period of time, in that period of time when nothing seems like it's going well. Uh, hope is, you know, hope's important to me. We've talked about it before. Hope is what gives us the strength, I think, to carry on even when everything around us doesn't seem to be going well. And so that's that's what I wanted to point it point us to. I think here in Isaiah, this passage in, in Isaiah 64 points us really to two ways that we see God's hope uh, waiting for us or, or God's hope in the midst of this hopeless condition. First, Isaiah reminds us that God acts um, um, 
for the people who wait for him, that, that he does do what's necessary for the people who wait for him. And that's, that's that image of hope. So verse four, just to repeat, this is the NIV says, since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God beside you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. So that waiting is an act of hoping and basically saying, you know, even though you're not acting in the way that you have in the past, God, we still trust that you act on behalf of those who are patiently waiting uh, for you. It's a reminder that even, even at the time of the Exodus, if you think about it, God's people were waiting because that was a period of hundreds of years <laughs> between uh, the time of the captivity there and, and Exodus and and God sending Moses. Uh, in fact, Exodus kind of begins with this idea that God remembered His people right and right. and began to act, uh, you know, began actively uh, working toward their salvation. It's the same in the period of the uh, of the preparation for the coming of the Messiah. Is the people were looking forward to, they were waiting for uh, this coming. And Advent, I'll remind you, also points us toward the second coming of Jesus. And so we find ourselves even here, kind of going, "Well, is is where's this coming that He promised?" Uh, and and to to have hope is to continue to trust that He's going to act in this in this kind of way. Any thoughts on that or anything you want to add? Just the the waiting piece of this is, again, we just finished Daniel. In Daniel 12, and I was just flipping back there, you know, the la- one of the last verses is, blessed is the one who waits, yeah. you know, or happy is the one who waits. Yeah. But there's a sense of waiting and the sense of darkness, yeah. you know, that there, right. is, that there is hope coming, there's hope coming again, that Daniel, Daniel carries this message as well. Right. And that, you know, we see it here in Isaiah, that there's this idea of like, is... They're so waiting in the dark. I, I think that's interesting to think about. Like, you know, yeah. why did why doesn't God act like He did in the yeah. in the past? And so, um, you know, that our our role is to actively wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in that yeah. waiting, that the waiting is the hoping. I was thinking about Daniel eleven. You made this comment. Uh, you know, talking about the hundreds of hundreds of years mm-hmm. and, and the people in that in that in between time. You know, yeah. might look to them like God was not not at all active, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was, you know, his plan was still unfolding and his plan was still being done. Uh, You mentioned people, um, you know, lived and died during that whole period of time. A generation lived and died during that time. And so it's the, it's the same here, the waiting, the trusting, even, even in those in between times, I think is an important part of it. And that's what Advent points us toward. Yeah. That's the hard thing. Yeah. I think that's the we always want to the, we always want to be the the victorious in, like in the, the action we right? want to be in the action the victorious one but it, we're also a, uh, oh I'm just the plain Jane in the waiting period right but that's what that's what God's calling us to through that is wait for Him right. at, you know per, participating in the kingdom but to waiting for yeah. Him the second part of hope I think we see here in Isaiah 64 is that we have this hope despite our sins did you notice what it talked about it talked about who who can be saved then? You know, yeah. you, you act on behalf of the righteous, but what about us? You know, we're in our sins, yeah. and and it's a reminder that that Christ's coming was in a period of time where where you know Christ came when we were still enemies of God, where we were mm. still apart from Him. We find this famous passage that that Paul refers to that uh, our righteous acts are are just like filthy garments, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so being in our sin. So here's what verse 9 says. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Look on us, we pray, for we are all your people. He, he says that we're we're the, the 
you're the potter and we're the clay, right? You made us. Don't forget you made us. And therefore, don't be angry with us forever. Uh, have mercy on us. And again, that's what we're looking forward to in the time of Advent. We're remembering this this time of salvation has come. So the hope comes that even despite our sinfulness, uh, even despite our uh, failures and, and the fact that we are uh, earthly, we're we're clay, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a reminder that God's action is to redeem his people and to save his people. And that's what we think about in, in this time of Advent. We we hope for, we have an anticipation uh, of Christ coming and acting on behalf of the, the captives, right? Those who are captive have seen a great light is the, is the Christmas theme. Uh, Advent theme, I guess I should say, and so, so here, here is again this reminder that even in our sins we have hope because of God's redemption through mm-hmm. our Savior Jesus. So, we think about that in terms of the the people who are waiting for the coming of the Messiah and looking forward to the coming of the Messiah, and we also think about it as we are in this in between time, mm-hmm. waiting for His return and anxious for His return. Uh, and so that's that's where Advent points us toward that hope, uh, even in the even in the midst of hopelessness. We look around right. and we say, "Ugh, what a what a terrible situation we find ourselves in." But we have hope in Christ. Yeah, I always find myself at this time of year. Not that I'm hopeless in any way, shape, or form, but right. you know, it's always you, you, you know, there's always someone online that wants to try to bring you back to reality. But it's it's <laughs> you, you know, it's the lights and it's this the yeah. facade of yeah. I, there is genuine cheer and there is genuine, but there's also it's in the the mix, the pot of despair. Yeah, you know, and in some people's personal lives, they're sensing that you know, like everyone else is this, but I'm feeling this or whatever. You know, right. the, the 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 darkness can look different for a lot of people. It could be world events, but like yeah. the, there is there is hope. You know, what I mean, no matter if it's you're personally feeling that way, or if you just look at the world, you know, like there is yeah. there is hope there in Christ, and that um, orientating ourselves towards that, even in the and in the in between time, yeah. you know, because I think you know we there are people personally that feel they're in an in between time right. between, and then also as as a people, we even we use this phrase in our in our language, right? I've given up hope, or you know, mm-hmm. I you know we talk about feeling hopeless and this this kind of thing. Uh, I have no hope. And, and, you know, the good news is that even in these times is when that, that's when hope appears. That's when hope mm-hmm. is most important and we hold on to it the most. So, yeah, yeah. well said. It's always, yeah, that's the hard thing is yeah. holding on to the hope. You know, it, it's, I think, rooting ourselves in Scripture and realizing, you know, and, and you brought this up that I had brought this up, but the, the waiting, you know, yeah. I mean, that those hundreds of years that, yeah. like, even though, even though it feels bad and it might end in a way whatever whatever this is might right. end in a way that you don't want there is still hope yeah absolutely there is still yeah. hope and that's so. what that's the promise of, of what god has done yeah yeah absolutely well good all right well this is advent number one down yeah. hope that we have hope in christ and that um you know even though we, we're in a time of waiting for his triumphal right um return that we are faithful in our waiting and we have hope next week we'll talk about peace then yeah sounds good all right thanks brian talk to you bye bye